In this episode of the Sustainable Fashion Podcast, we're discussing digital fashion and manufacturing with Karina Ochoa, founder of Infinito Project. So welcome back to the Sustainable Fashion Podcast. It's Bukola Dagaloke and I've got a special guest today, um, Karina, um, all the way from New York, and she's an expert in digital fashion. And as you guys might have realized, I've started a new series on our digital future. So we're going to be talking about digital manufacturing and um, all the effects that digital technology will be having on manufacturing with Karina today. So Karina, tell me a little bit about your background. Where did you start getting involved in digital fashion? Hi, Bukola. First, uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, such a pleasure to be here with you to talk about this. And to answer your question, um, digital fashion for me was, you know, inside of my heart, I've always kind of like felt that like when I first, um, I'm originally from Colombia and in college, uh, they show us, you know, we have to do uh, 2D pattern making in the computer. Um, a class for like I think three semesters and during these three semesters of exploring the software I saw that you know back in the day like probably 10 more than 10 years ago they have it like 3D in Optitex the program that we were using at the time and I was just like but what is this like I need to know more about this because just even doing the patterns in 2D was saving so much time it was so much more efficient that I just thought like the 3D and the digital part of it um, just sounds amazing and I want to know more about it so you know I moved to New York after I finished my career I worked in Colombia for two years just to pursue uh, digital fashion so that's one like kind of my start <laughs> my yeah. where my interest is um, like woke in me like I was like you know I need to do this I need to find out more I need to go to a place uh, that they're doing this but that maybe I can learn somehow yeah that's amazing and I think digital fashion is becoming more and more important. Um, I've, um, this series, um, our digital future, is really to highlight um, why d- the, the future is digital and how it's going to impact the fashion industry. But um, one thing that's really impacted digital fashion industry has been the pandemic. So I don't know if you can talk a bit about how the pandemic has impacted digital fashion and like kind of um catapulted it forward so to speak absolutely you know so like a little bit like to continue with my story because it really just the pandemic is what changed my work and my possibilities to actually work in the field that i wanted i moved to new york um, seven years ago and you know i went back to school i went to fit trying to pursue digital fashion and you know knocking on doors finding out who was doing this and thank God that, like, you know, I started finding out companies like Browseware that were partnering with FIT in projects. And with them, I started working with the companies uh, that were doing digital fashion. But it was just a small projects. So I was still, you know, I finished FIT. I did my internships also while school. I work in the industry just as a regular designer and just on the side was doing digital fashion. And in that same way, I feel like uh, a lot of companies um, were doing it. They have like projects inside, doing like um, virtual showrooms with digital pieces. Uh, but it wasn't like a well-known fact, and people still were very like, "Oh, we don't, we don't want this. We like fashion the way it is." You know, like 
fashion industry yeah, always. Yeah, traditional. You know, tends to stay the same way. Yeah, very traditional. We just, you know, just stay the way it is. And it was hard to, like, sell the idea. Uh, and then we go, like, 2020, uh, beginning of the year, the pandemic, like, completely uh, make us, you know, like, rethink the way we're working because everyone was at home. Yeah. And we couldn't be... We couldn't be in the office where we like, you know, we have the um, the technical designer, the designer, even like the sample maker, it, just to like fit a sample. We, we need like a team of like at least five people, you know, from all different departments. Yeah. And we couldn't do that. And on top of that, we couldn't get like the samples from China or from whatever we were manufacturing, like from India, from Italy, like whatever. Is it that you're getting a sample in the U.S.? It's most likely not made in the U.S., you know? Yeah. And we couldn't uh, do any of that. So what happened is that the companies that had uh, put these kind of projects in system or started a department of digital fashion, they were able to, like, spread that through the different departments, through the different, like, category or outfits that they were producing and say, like, okay, like just really try to implement this right now and we have a solution in place that we can apply. And then other companies kind of had to wait a little bit more until they were able to do it. Like I remember, you know, during the pandemic, I was without a job, you know, not being yeah. pregnant at all. Yeah. I was without a job and I was like, and I actually got the virus and I was like, okay, I'm in bed and at home, I can't do anything. I now have the time to put my website in place. Yes, and as soon yeah. as I did it, you know, for the digital fashion, it was a boom of like just starting getting like companies yeah, asking me, yeah. oh, we need this, we need this, uh, but we haven't. So it's going to take us a few months to, you know, make sure that they can implement it. Um, and that's kind of how I started. And now I feel like there are so many positions of like um, 3D apparel specialists, uh, virtual sample makers. It's like yeah. a service that is very needed. Like companies are looking to hire, train people in it because it makes it so much easy, you know, to solve just the pandemic problems. It's already like a big solution. Yeah, and now companies yeah. are being like, okay, we needed to do this. And realizing it actually helps solve so many of the other problematics that the fashion industry had that was still in for so many years, you know, trying to improve. Yeah. That brings me to my next question, actually. So it said that the production of digital garments emits 97% less CO2 than the production of physical garments. Um, can you tell me a little bit about um, how you think technology, like the digital technology is impacting sustainability and manufacturing um, in the future? Because um, that is quite a high high statistic yeah. there um, when it comes to sustainability is is digital mm -hmm. fashion really more sustainable and what are your thoughts and about that and manufacturing in the future yeah i think to be honest you know i think fast fashion is um it's a problem and many companies do fast fashion they don't call themselves fast fashion but i feel it becomes fast fashion when we're like making all these samples you know and yeah, And it's also quick and you're just trying to prove you're like, okay, we need a jacket. Like last season we saw this kind of jacket with this many pockets in these colors. And then this is, so we're going to just maybe change the pockets a little bit, um, you know, put a rib in the collar, something like a simple change, you know, yeah, for this yeah. example. But uh, like it's the same block body that the brand has been selling. And then you just change it a little bit, but you need to make like three samples to approve something that is supposed to be very easy to and you know and 
I remember as a designer, I have to go to these massive closets, try to locate a sample because the system inventory doesn't have a picture. It's just kind of data yeah, you put in yeah. there. And then you send back all this data to the factory and they're going to send you a sample. And because they're so far away, like it's the communication gets really broken just by yeah, emailing yeah. and just giving measurements and whatnot. That we're not a hundred percent sure that those measures, like measurements are representing what we want. So in the process of creating a garment that's going to be sold in a store, you have to make several samples and it takes weeks or months to get yeah. approved. Yeah. And then you have to develop all the other colors. So you have to, you know, you send a request to the factory to dye the fabric that you're going to use in all these different colors. And it's just like also the chipping of these like little pieces of fabric, you know, to approve the colors that your garment yeah. is going to come yeah. up. So many steps that just don't work correctly and then they have to send you zippers and all the you know all the supplies yeah it becomes kind of like a snowballs of how much shipping and how much time and how much uh, your carbon footprint is growing yeah and then you just keep doing it because this is the way everyone works and your goal is to just put the garment out there and in the end maybe the garment you put out there is something you have to commit to because you never saw it like a hundred percent what it what you wanted it to be you know so yeah. it's like doesn't work and when you make a virtual sample before you make a, a physical sample you can actually see everything on that 360 view of what is it that you want you can measure it on an avatar that yeah. it's um, yeah. you know a standard dress form like the ones from albano that everyone uses that you know that you can approve so you see it in this body that has like is your fit model you know yeah a hundred percent representation of it you're draping with physics on 3d of the fabrics that you're going to use in real life you can change your colors to you know you can see them in different lighting you can use the pantone and like whatever uh, color standard you're using and you can actually see the proportions of every single detail you're applying to it like if you have a library with all your button zippers and everything else you know if your supplier already has it digitalized which a lot of them do you're really making a very informed decision of what is it that you want before you make your first um virtual uh, sorry physical sample yeah but on top of all of that yeah like you like we are visual people and then the the best way of communicate is through our visual field like we have a better like much bigger understanding when just sharing all this data and i feel like when you have a good virtual sample and then you get just one physical sample in one color then you can do all the other you know colorways just on 3d yeah, and yeah because exactly sometimes yeah sometimes combines like you know oh we're gonna go with the color of the season and we saw this you know other garment that look amazing let's do it in that and then you get the sample in that color and they just end up in the closet because you know the uh, marketing department or the sales department never saw it all together and they yeah. just saw a piece of fabric of another well, garment in that color just, and then they're with, like yeah with digital with a click of a button you can just change the color change like different features okay. and, and see how that will work together Exactly. So the adoption of samples just improves like uh, greatly, yeah. uh, to be honest, like more than double. And then you're making very informed decisions about what you're designing. So as a designer and as a company, you can take the time to make better products for your client instead of dealing 
with all these uh, like transactions of information that are not quite efficient and they're just polluting and being yeah. a waste of time, waste of resources. So it you is a great tool. Yeah, yeah, it's, it sounds amazing. And I think it's definitely the future. Um, our our digital future does include manufacturing and sampling um, with technology in mind to, to reduce waste. I definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, you mentioned um, fast fashion, and I do have a question. So how does digital fashion offer a solution to fast fashion? So I was thinking in terms of like, the augmented reality and even like consumers choosing products um because i think that's where waste another waste um, element of fashion is returns so i don't know if that ties into i know we're talking about manufacturing here but we're talking about fast fashion and that whole process so how does this digital fashion offer a solution to fast fashion with that in mind I think, I mean, there are many uh, new business models developing, you know, so like the pandemic happened, companies adopted digital fashion, and then all the people with these skills, you know, that do digital fashion were like, okay, wait a moment, we can do like way more with it. And um, there are like companies like DressX that they are offering a digital garments to the end consumer, like, yeah. you know, we can use these garments for the people that like so many times and during the pandemic not been able to go places yeah. and people that lots fashion as a way of communicating you know a lot of these people like they will consume fast fashion so that they can create content um for their following for the you know their aesthetic brand or whatever um, yeah. digital fashion give us the opportunity to have pieces that haven't like you don't need to make them in real life because you don't have a use for them in, like in the real world. You're yeah. just going to use them to share through your uh, channels, whatever this is. So right now we're spending so much time in Zoom calls. Like, you know, we're able to work with people all over the world, like and span our market. And a lot of our meetings are Zoom calls. So yeah. as a fashionist or a person you love fashion, you can wear accessories, you can change your identity. <laughs> in yeah, this yeah. Uh, virtual world so when you say ar yeah that's a space where digital fashion can be used and like filters you know just enhance your appearance are used in zoom the same way you can enhance your garment yeah, um, yeah. so that's used for digital fashion in that regards and also just uh, for social media you can go to companies like DressX and you know uh, get a garment and have it as like worn in a specific photo that you send them and i also think like you know many cases of uses like you go to a place that is beautiful you didn't know you were going there maybe you're wearing your um your jogging um, pants and garment and then you are at the top of this mountain like why don't you get an amazing garment to go along with yeah. the amazing view i think it's kind and, of like you know so maybe a lot of waste comes in when you think about social media influencers and their relationship with fast fashion, having to have a new outfit for every photograph and things like that. I think what you're saying really could take off in terms of that area as well. Yeah, and you know, all these influencers, like brands want to, you know, like they send them garments, um, accessories and everything else like why wouldn't be easy just to you know email the influencer and say like this is our garments you can choose maybe whatever like digital garments you want to display 
and then also if you really like one of these garments how it looks after we you know give you the virtual garment we'll send you the physical one yeah. so you're really reducing the waste <laughs> that you're putting because yeah. they they get sent so many things that they don't engage with but by doing this and this is back to like how much we understand to our physical sorry to our visual feel like when you send these visual um output of what the garment would look in the influencer they can make an informed decision of what they actually want and that will also translate to the consumer the consumer when we are like as a company selling a garment but i'm giving you the possibility to try it on virtually um, yeah then you, yeah. you will know exactly what you want and during the pandemic many people uh they may be wearing going to stores and buying as much but they were buying um virtually and they were like ordering uh three sizes of pants because they didn't know what will fit them better. And then they yeah, have to exactly. it back. So we can solve all those problems yeah. with the use of the technology that we have available nowadays. Yeah, that's really, I can see really the highlights of like a digital future and using, there's a lot of waste problems from manufacturing to um, returns to even like marketing and um, influencer marketing and things like that. There's a lot of waste in fashion, especially related to fast fashion. So, um, yeah, no, I think that's really great. I think um, a question I've got is, another question I've got relates back to manufacturing. So um, can the new ways of manufacturing contribute to lessening the impact on climate change? So obviously this is a sustainable fashion podcast, so we want fashion to be sustainable. And um, this might be a tough question, but I just want to get your perspective in terms of the digital world that you work in. So, um the climate impact is related to CO2 emissions and waste and things like that. Is the, is the, the new ways of manufacturing lessening that impact on climate change? So would you say that it is lessening that impact or do you think that there's still work to be done in terms of sustainability of digital fashion? I believe like a hundred percent that is lessening, uh, you know, what, system we have in place before uh it really helps lessen the impact of fashion and help like help it be more sustainable it's not fixing at a hundred percent yeah and also there is still so much resistance from the industry and yeah. i think we often forget like um the manufacturing is not happening in the u.s uh you know so just the u.s or europe like the big countries uh, they have big brands um that produce all these clothes that we actually consume. There are no yeah. manufacturing in their own countries, most of them. So there is a lot of edu- education that has to be like put in place. There has to be like, and you know, this is why I'm doing this podcast, like uh, sharing this information on what's happening. Yeah. And also, you know, going to the countries that do manufacturing, I feel like, you know, I know that in China, a lot of factories are using um, brassware and clothes and all these other softwares uh, for making like virtual fashions and communicating with the companies because you know of the pandemic there are more like other countries that need the education that need to put this place like this things on system and start understanding okay why do we have to change the way we're working and also because for me it's important that you know everyone gets a little bit of um like a place on the table in terms of yeah. the conversation of how yeah. we can make this better and not just put everything in system, like all the major companies are doing virtual fashion and then all the other countries and smaller countries just will have to follow. So in that regards, like 
me personally, what I did, like being from Colombia, knowing that I work in this field, like I have to leave my country and come here and learn another language and, you know, and network and whatnot. I am now uh, going back to my country and I'm super happy because we started teaching uh, the first class of digital fashion in one of the colleges. Amazing. And we're generally generally in all these alliances so that I can, you know, it's not like just about me, but like taking people of the industry that I have met in my path here and just having them sharing their experience with digital fashion and with sustainability and how I have changed because there are companies that have been doing this for like, over 10 years actually digital fashion so they really have a lot of data and how much their uh carbon footprint has lessened by using yeah technology. yeah i would still have way to go i feel there is many more things we have to do about sustainability like in sourcing and producing in understanding maybe we don't need to produce more materials to create garments maybe we just see what materials are available yeah, and what can we do yeah. with them yeah, definitely. And I, I'm, I'm glad that this conversation is taking place because it does shed some light. I think sometimes you read information or if you're into sustainability, you have these ideas in the back of your mind. But unless it's on a podcast or written down for someone else to read and, and delve into this and think about as well, then it's kind of redundant that this is actually possible. So it's good to put this conversation forward so more people can think about it and think about how to apply it to their businesses. So I really appreciate you coming on the podcast um i've got a couple more questions and one of the questions is really about blockchain technology so um i just want to get your thoughts really on blockchain technology in regards to digital fashion garments and the production of fashion i'm thinking like traceability and um, transparency and things like that but when it comes to manufacturing how do you how are they using blockchain technology or is it being implemented at the moment or how can it be implemented more effectively? It definitely is. I mean, you know, uh, blockchain, NFTs is another use for uh, digital fashion to get onto these platforms. And actually, we have all these virtual samples, you know, companies, they have been doing um, virtual garments and designing with like the 3D technologies. They they have a full-on library of all these assets that now they realize you know what, I can sell them on the virtual environments for all the uh, users of technology that actually want to be dressed. You know, we all use fashion as a way of communication and we all want to, uh, we all have our own identity that communicate through fashion. We want to be individuals and fashion is the tool for that. So they have the, the assets, we want them and they are like saying like, you know, okay, what platforms we're using to sell them, what partnership we're doing. So it is something that is happening. It's expanding the business models for fashion and it's giving opportunities to new designers to enter a marketplace or a market that is um, completely like uh, globalized, you know, gives you opportunities to have clients from all over the world, which I think is great. Um, That being said, like the blockchain is a little bit, um, you know, for me personally, and this can be like controversial and whatnot. Like I understand the value of blockchain and having like no, a it's decentralized good to, it's good to hear all opinions. This is what the podcast is about. Go ahead. Yeah, but for me, uh, for me, it's about being like you know my interest in fashion and what I do in life is like how can I work in fashion by being more sustainable? And yeah. not all the platforms in blockchain are the most sustainable. So yeah, yeah. it's um. 
I mean, it gets a little bit complicated. I'm still doing a little reading about it, but I know like many platforms and cryptocurrencies, the way they work, uh, being like proof of work. And they just like, you know, basically the people might minting all this cryptocurrency, they're using a lot of energy and they have yeah. to like solve puzzles online. And, you know, the machine is just running, running, running to solve all these things for the people that are minting. Yeah. And it just generates a very big carbon footprint. So it's like, there is other ways of doing it that I think is like proof of stake that, you know, kind of like centralized a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Not- you know, and that's what that I guess that was the controversy there. Um, so it's a little more sustainable, but then it's not decentralized. So it's this big controversy as an artist, like what platforms do you use? Yeah. And what is your like um, your core values of your brand as an artist, where you want to mint uh, your digital garments? So for me, it's still like you know I'm still investigating a lot, uh, maybe doing some trials, reading a lot about it. Because, as you say, this is about sustainability. We are we are given now the possibility of do fashion differently. Yeah. So why will why should we fall in the like old patterns? We need yeah. to like exactly. be smarter and be like, okay, it's not about the money, it's not about the business, because that we already see what happened. The boon of like selling the brand is this and this, producing, producing for the sake of making money. It's not helping anyone in the end. So let's rethink now that we have the possibility how to do this better yes. and find new platforms and better ways of doing things, you know, yeah. inform ourselves and start these kind of conversations. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that because that was my thought. And when the statistic was saying 97% less CO2 is produced by um, digital co- garments compared to the production of physical comments. I did question that when I thought about the energy use. But as you were saying, there's um, different types of blockchains and I've had conversations where people are saying there are um, blockchain technologies coming out now that are actually um, green. So um, the options are are there. The traditional ways that um, people have originally used blockchain or the traditional platforms might not be as sustainable, but there are competitors coming out. And I think it's an evolution as the technology develops and sustainability can definitely be a part of that um, at some point. But it's about having um, information and and knowledge to make the right choices as um, producers about the technology that we're using. So it's a good point that you brought up, definitely. Um, So what are the benefits of um, changing how our clothing is produced besides the obvious things? What, what are the benefits? Is it more time efficient? Is it more efficient in general as well as the impact on the environment? So um, if if someone's in manufacturing and they're thinking about digitalizing and, and going in that direction, what would you say the benefits are? I mean, they start like, yes, as you said, like solving the problems of pandemic, you know, how we interact and like helping the brand or the company be more sustainable. It definitely like help us as a company, like you know, whomever is doing this financially in efficiency, because um, you know, me as a single person freelancer that works with different companies, I'm able to yeah. make so many samples, you know, on my own, and then but also get them approved. So I make the samples with the specs I'm sent, uh, or my team helped me, or whatever, and then we meet with the companies. 
and you know with their head designer with um, the marketing person the salespersons and we all can have a communication and agree in what changes to do what needs to be done so it really helps the business you know on how we do business inside our company uh, communicating between departments making sure we put out the best garment we can but we can do it way faster you know yeah. it takes just a few minutes on a zoom call to do a fitting to do the changes and to get it approved and you know and sent out uh information like uh, that is very clear to your uh manufacturers you can like really tell them like this is exactly what we want in the tech pack and you can give them a 360 view of what the garment would look so they can like zoom in every little single detail and understand what is it that they have to do to produce it and they can do it uh, so much better they don't have to guess what is it that you want yeah uh, or what you are requesting from them so it's saving you so much time and then you know that when you get your physical sample you know maybe take them one to two weeks maybe three weeks tops to produce your physical fat sample. But when you get it, you know, that is like 90% accurate or like even more, you know, Yeah. because you're approving all these things. So if you only have to fix the 10%, you don't need another sample to do that. Yeah. You can just go on directly on production. Yeah. And this is right now, you know, I feel like next year we're going to start. And I know of many big companies and business that want to get their, virtual samples approved for production because the software and the technology already helps you see the fit of the garment. So you can know how it will fit. You can see if there is a lot of tension. You can change poses of your avatar and see if there is a lot of resistance, you know, like in the back yeah, or any yeah. other area, and you can change that. So I think like next year we're going to see a lot of uh, companies use approving virtual samples for production. And that's just going to save so much time and on resources of yeah. any company, like financially and in terms of sustainability. Yeah, it sounds like there's huge benefits there. Um, I've got we're going to be wrapping up the podcast now, so um, I've got a final question, um, and it's really just to get clarity for people that don't really understand digital fashion and where it's going, because we've been talking about the production process and manufacturing, but when it comes to digital clothing or when a digital digital clothing becomes an NFT, what is that and, and how sustainable is the production of that? So can you just give an example of or just a, a description of the difference between what we're talking about in terms of dif- digital sampling and then what an NFT is and how that relates to digital fashion? So if someone's a, a fashion designer and they're like, oh, I want to make an NFT as a product, um, along with the physical products, and that's what they're thinking about digital fashion. But we're thinking about the 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 manufacturing side of using digital technology. So I just want to just get a bit of clarity on the difference between both of those things and how sustainable each one is. If that's not too much of a question, no, it's okay. Don't worry, it's perfect. Uh, I mean, to be honest, an NFT can be absolutely anything. You know, in terms of fashion, like. Um, it can be the graphic uh, that you're using for your print. It can be the, you know, if you know how to make virtual materials, it can be your material, you know, and it can be a full-on garment with or without the avatar that you have made maybe using the software, as I mentioned, you know, like either browseware, Claw, and I know there are many more, even just model a shoe in Blender or 
whatever it is that you devoted back. Um, it can be any of those things and it can be as simple as you want it to be or it can have like movement, it can rotate, it can have um, different camera angles and whatnot. So there are many examples online. I will just suggest like, you know, go see. Like as you, as a creator, we always like looking for preferences. Yeah. Look for references of what other people are doing to understand what is it that you want to do as a creator. Um, but anything can be an NFT. And if you want to sell it alone, you know, as your physical garment, I think that it's amazing because it's giving it functionality. And you think about, you know, with real clothing, we think about the functionality of our garments. Okay, if it's, I'm selling clothing for the cold weather, you know, it has to have these specifications, this, this, and that. In the digital environment you have to think okay uh how is this nft gonna function for my client do i want it to be a ar filter for them to use in some calls or to use uh in their social media am i going to give it functionality to dress a full-on avatar so i will ask my client which environment are you like hanging out virtually you know under stands are or the metaverse of facebook i don't know or decentralized Roblox, whatever it is, or platforms that have like open source for their garments. Yeah. And then be like, okay, I can give you that specific file. But then of course it takes time, you know, as a digital designer, you have to do the research about all these spaces and also how to um work with the garments, you know, like um to import and export them for the use of this specific metaverse, if you are using, like, you know, there's so many video games that work with Unreal Engine, and Unreal Engine is doing a lot of, like, developing in this area. So start knowing, like, also partnering with people that maybe know of these environments and they're working, and they a lot of people need fashion designers, you know, to create these virtual garments. And yeah. in a sense, as I mentioned, these are the virtual samples. Everything that starts are virtual samples that will give you the patterns, will give you all this information to be produced, but then you're left with this virtual garment that you can see in 360 that you can actually use for the metaverse, depending yeah. on yeah. you know, which metaverse and what your client wants. So you have to build a community, um, talk with other digital artists, and then also for sure um, investigate like and learn about the platform that you want to mint on to make sure it's sustainable and to make sure, you know, because of course everyone will say they're sustainable, but yeah. are they really? So yeah. do your research. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I think I love the way you explained it. So it's clear that the sampling is a process, but you're left with a file or a, a product that you can actually mint into an NFT and put on a different platform and then using different ways. But obviously understanding which platforms are sustainable and which ones fit with your ethos and and the design style and everything like that is research that needs to be done. But I think a lot of people are talking about, oh, yes, NFTs and that's digital fashion and things like that. But um, I'm glad we managed to unpack that there's different processes when it comes to digital fashion. NFT is just an end result of a body of work that you can be doing um, with your brand, with your manufacturing and creating... um, a positive, sustainable business, and then also moving into um, the metaverse and other technology things that we're going to explore in our digital future, in future conversations. So I really appreciate um, this conversation, Um, Karina. It's been really great. 
Um, thank you, Bipola. I appreciate it as well. And thank you for all your work. And as I said to you, like your articles are amazing. Oh, thank, um, you. thank you for the space so much. Like I really appreciate because I know, you know, I see all the time and work you put into all this work. And this is so important, you know, to keep spreading and just teaching people that maybe, you know, new designers that are coming into the digital fashion uh, environment that you can also be sustainable here and like why to do it and not to forget about that important part amazing yeah well said and um thank you so this has been the sustainable fashion podcast podcast with me with karina today and um yeah so karina do you want to just um let anyone know where they can find you or if they want to get into digital fashion and they want to have a conversation um just give a little bit of an outro of who you are where to find you and um i think that would be really useful for people yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, you guys can find me on LinkedIn on Karina Ochoa. Uh, you can find me if you look like for a 3D apparel specialist. I think LinkedIn is a great space for people to network. But if you want to just to ask me a question, you can find me on Instagram at Karina underscore Ochoa, O-C-H-O-A, uh, Karina with a K. And also in Twitter, uh, Karina Ochoa dot C-O. Amazing. Thank you, Karina. It's been great having you and we'll see you around social media, definitely. And hopefully yeah, other conversations. Absolutely. Yes. If you have any questions, uh, guys, don't hesitate to contact me. I'm always happy to talk about digital fashion and to about sustainability. Amazing. Sustainable Fashion Podcast is in partnership with the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network. <laughs>